There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Very nice. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Hot Stove Show presented by Mattress Direct live from Jupiter, Florida. I'm Timothy Michael McKernan. And look, everybody, it's Dan McLaughlin, and somebody got an email. Somebody just got an email. Was that that me? That That is just not professional. Right out of the gate, it's just not professional. Get rid of this thing. We're just getting rid of this thing. Uh, Dan, I know you have been very busy over at Roger Dean Stadium today. It's been good. Yeah, everybody's here now. And they don't have to be, but I think everybody is here. I saw Dexter. Dexter was here early in the morning. Yeah, Dexter was uh, checked in. I believe Jed Jerko checked in. Um, Who would that uh, leave? Those were the two that I think were not here. Is that correct, Joe? Uh, As of yesterday. But everybody's here. We saw Munoz today, but I think he might have been here yesterday. Oh, yeah, Gyro's here. Yeah. So... uh, what Jose Martinez is he's here. He's been here. Yeah, he's yeah. been here. I mean, it's it's the whole roster's here, and they don't yeah. have to be for a few days. So everybody's here. Everybody is here, and uh, really, I think the the stories from today, and we always welcome people to to give their comments. We'll have it up on uh, both Twitter, Facebook, and then also YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, and we'll take your questions throughout. But the topics today are really born out of interviews uh and i'm anxious to get your thoughts on this and yeah. we welcome yours because it's it's been the topic really ever since the end of the regular season and that is uh free agency and in particular bryce harper so let's start with bill dewitt who dropped by the radio show this morning he was on tma and um and i asked him specifically about the cardinals and free agency and bryce harper and of course he cannot talk specifically about a player but those who are listening, and including myself, certainly came away from that interview with the impression that the Cardinals are not in on Bryce Harper. That isn't necessarily too surprising to many people, although in the back of my mind, I've thought that there's a chance that they still were. The thing that I wanted to ask him about, and I was grateful for the opportunity to do so, because I know a lot of fans say, okay, if you were in on John Carlos Stanton 14 months ago when you were talking with the Marlins and you were willing to take on that contract, why aren't you willing to go out and sign Bryce Harper to the kind of deal that's being talked about? And I was very anxious to hear his answer, and he had a quick answer. Uh, And his answer was, well, you have to take into account that two things have happened since then. One, we went and got Ozuna. Ozuna, right. So the marketplace has changed. And then secondarily, of course, Paul Goldschmidt. Right. And he goes, so for the price that we would have been paying Stanton, we now have two ballplayers. And so that's how he answers that question. Now, my... Response to that is those guys are only under contract through the end of this year, um, and I still would like to see them go after Bryce Harper, but that is how, in his mind, uh, he sees the landscape from the Cardinal perspective with regard to a Harper or Machado, but I think most people think the Cardinals' interest would be in Harper more so than Machado. Yeah, I, I me too. I mean, I, I think from a fan's perspective, everybody would love to see Harper. Um Probably more so than Machado. I think the Machado comments would turn off the fan base when he said, uh, what was it, Johnny Hustle? And uh, I think when you looked at some of the things that happened at the end of the season in postseason play uh, with the situation when he stepped on 
um, first baseman's heel. Uh, yeah, I think that frustrated some people. Um, now, if if he signed right now, I think people would say, well, I could get over oh, that pretty yeah, quickly. Um, I, I don't think that'd be a problem. Um, but to me, Harper's a generation-type player, generational-type player. Um, would he move tickets? Probably. Um, and would he generate a lot of interest? Absolutely. Uh if you're asking, though, for a 10-year deal, those things have not historically worked out. Now, a lot of the guys that have gotten those 10-year deals have not been this young. I'd be really curious, and, and you know, I've asked around, what's, what's the asking price? Are we still in the $300 million yeah, what range? Yeah, on that? I've heard various things, to be quite honest with you, Tim. I mean, I've, I've heard the $300 million range. I mean, we've heard that he rejected the, the Nationals' offer of the $300 million. Um, and if it's in that price range, then no, the, the Cardinals, are, I don't think, would be interested. I don't think many teams would be interested because of the cloud of the, the CBA hanging over uh, Major League Baseball. Um, and I also think that the Cardinals right now also have $48 million tied up with Dexter Fowler right. in right field. Now, you do make a good point. You know, Zuna's off the books after this year. You do have a free agent in Goldschmidt that they'd love to re-sign. Um, and frankly, if Ozuna has a good year, I think they'd like to bring – both back potentially depending on what Ozuna does this year now all those things said uh, if if the years would come down for Bryce Harper do I think the Cardinals would potentially say let's talk yeah do I think there'd be interest on both sides yes I do um, but it doesn't seem like that that's the avenue that either side wants to go um, and I, I've had people tweet at me and say, well, Dan, you know, you said that there's not room for Bryce Harper. Look, there's always room to make a guy like that fit. So I'm not saying that the door is always closed. I, I'm not going to say that. I, I think there's always things that, that happen at last seconds and, and people can talk and, and there's been people that have reached out from his camp that have said, Hey, you know, there, there there's, this guy is a generational type player um there there's interest there um but there's it takes two to tango right. you know um and i i think that when you could get a guy like harper in the middle of the lineup and it, and it fits the need of a right-handed heavy uh lineup like the cardinals have would you love to bring him in of course i mean i think any team would um but the cardinals right now as currently constructed um, do they need Bryce Harper? Is it a desperate need to bring him in? Probably not. Uh, but would you love to have him? Absolutely. Um, having said all that, though, Tim, um, is it a desperation move to bring him in? I, I don't think the Cardinals feel like they're desperate to bring him in. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't think that. I mean, they are a, a, a franchise right now that's healthy with pitching and a lineup that's pretty darn good. That's, that's the way I think that they feel. Now, in two years from now, with many of the guys that they have on the current roster gone, um, that may be a different story. And and if Bryce Harper was out there, it, they may be a team that would say, "Let's go out and get him." You know, mm -hmm. let's overspend. Um, let's let's get that franchise face that you've talked about. But they're not in that situation right now, and things change with every off season. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way in one of some of the directions I'm going here, but I, I do think that that's how they view right now, this particular moment. Um, and I'll say this personally as a fan of the game, and I've said it many times on our show, 
I would love to see him in St. Louis. I think he's a fabulous player. I think he is a once-in-a-generation type player. I think he moves the needle with the fan base. I do think he'd be a great fit in the middle of the country in a in a baseball craze city. Um, but let's let's face it, they have made a lot of good moves that have made a lot of sense. And um, and right now, I think they're pretty comfortable with the way the way the roster is currently constructed. Here is the phrase that I've heard John Mazalak say. Uh, he said it this morning, and I want to talk about it and get your perspective on it. And then also in, in the he on your show in the same post just, uh, addressing the media. Uh, he was addressing the media. Okay. And the phrase that I saw him, uh, I think it was Benjamin Hockman wrote about in the Post Dispatch, and uh, and then today hearing him address the media, uh, he knows it's not popular if they're not going to be active for the big free agents, but when he looks at the year to year, they're competitive, and how much incrementally better? That's the phrase. Incrementally better would the Cardinals be? if they were to go out and get one of those teams. In other words, I think they view themselves as a high 80s, maybe low 90s win team, and how many more wins does Bryce Harper give them? Now, again, I am a pro go out and get Harper, but I, I don't. it's all based on speculation because I have no idea what the deal is that he's going to wind up signing. And then once he does, I'll be happy to hot take it all day long. But until then, I can't really give an autopsy because the body isn't isn't dead. Yeah. But but that's that's the phrase they keep using. In other words... They feel like they're already a very good team. How much more is Harper going to give them in addition to the fact that they got to pay Dexter Fowler's salary? And I think that's one of the biggest issues on this whole thing. Now, personally, because you have this money coming off the books at the end of the year, I'd like to see them do it. And if it's not going to be for a 26-year-old left-handed generational player, as you said, for a spot they need, when will they do it? Um, and it hasn't been really successful from a free agent standpoint here recently, unless you would want to call landing Dexter Fowler that a couple of years ago, and they had to overpay in order to do that. So from that standpoint, that concerns me. But from what the team is at this moment, I'm very bullish on it, and I think they are as well. But I asked Bill DeWitt when he was on the show this morning, I said, this is a unique spot for you. The team has been competitive every year going back to 2000, even in the years they didn't make the playoffs in 03, 07, uh, and 08 and then 2010, and then here the last three years, they've been in the mix, but you've never had a year where you're going in where you're going, look who's off the books next year potentially, and you're just knocking out, you know, theoretically uh, three of the starters, and then when you factor in Molina, then you're at four uh, that the Cardinals could part ways with and not be here in Jupiter in two years. That hasn't been the way things have been for the Cardinals, so it leaves them very fluid if they choose to be. Well, they could. Yeah, I mean, that's something you got to think about. But then you also have to think about the generation next of, well, uh, a lot of pitchers coming through. So you're going to have Hudson off the top of my, my mind here, Alex Reyes at some point, uh, Harrison Bader coming up. You've got a lot of guys that you got to think about staggering um, as you think ahead. And that's three-year plan than the five-year plan and I'm not saying that you know that that would hinder you going out and signing a big free agent but you know they they do have to bankroll some of that payroll you can't just say well all these guys are off the books and all of a sudden you know now go out and spend and you know bring in this guy this guy this guy well you, you have other guys you got to pay for too and I think you would agree with that sure, as well of course, absolutely um, I do. because you got to budget that way I, I do understand though, that some of those names, though, are coming off the books. Um, I would think you also would agree that either Ozuna or Goldschmidt, if not both, come back next year. 
That's significant. I think that they, my read is, and this is straight speculation, my read is that they are for sure going to try to bring Paul Goldschmidt back. I always wonder. Miles Michaelis has got to come back. I think Miles Michaelis is probably going to so get those, done between now significant and, and, and the time that opening day starts. Right. So, but, but with regard to Goldschmidt, um, I just feel like it, it might be outside the Cardinals' control. I just, in the back of my mind, think he'd like to play, and I think it's a great fit for him to go to Houston. Yeah, and that's gotten that's no reflection of St. Louis or the Cardinals. I'm just like that's who we grew up cheering for. Well, let me throw this one at you there. too. I I I think a lot of fans and all of us, me included, say, "Boy, you know, he seems to be the right fit for St. Louis," and and it does seem to be a great fit for St. Louis. The holiday type, the St. Louis type, the Edmonds type. Um, but you also, Jim Hayes and I were were talking about this the other day. If you're his agent, and it's a, in, and if you're his agent, you're always looking at where where else are you a better fit or a not a better fit. Let me rephrase that. Where else can you get big money? Um, because as an agent, you're always trying to get the best money deal. You would think uh, for your client, and if it's not the best money deal, what's the best fit for my client? What is the best situation for your family? Um, the Yankees. Uh, Luke Voigt right now is your first baseman. They may need a first baseman. They may spin for right, Paul Goldschmidt. Right. Uh, what's Boston situation? I mean, that's those yeah, are the that's, two that's places. The, yeah, that's the one spot that they have in their lineup. Right. That's a where where are the Dodgers going to spend? Is it uh, going to be Bellinger or is it, you know? I mean, I I I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Where where are they going to spend? You know, so you, you got to think of those teams. It's a very good observation. You got like think Harper's about- market's hurt by the fact that the Yankees really don't have a spot. The Red Sox outfield is sick. So I always think like money, you know. First, I guess if you're a, a, if you're a pending free agent, if that's what you're going for, and then then I, then I ask my client. I would, I guess, ask my client if it's not money, then is it you know what's the best situation for your family? Do you want to be close to your year-round home? Is it uh, you know, do you have a relative you want to be close to because maybe there's a, a, a relative that's ailing or, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, right. there's always the, the other factors that come into to play here. Um, and if not, if you're comfortable in St. Louis, then stay in St. Louis. You're, you're going to get paid. But what are the factors that lead you to sign with a team? Yeah. And um, if money is the number one thing, then you, you look at the big market teams. You look at the Yankees. You look at Boston. You look at the... Uh, probably the Dodgers, the Angels, the White Sox, you know, maybe uh, the Cubs, you know, those kind of teams, and look at their situation at first base. So that that's something to keep in mind going forward with this. But I would think that you let, if you're the Cardinals, you let him get uh, a feeling of what's happening here in St. Louis, and if he's comfortable, obviously you approach him and see what's happening in that situation. We want to thank our sponsors for making it possible for us to be down here, Mattress Direct is the presenting sponsor of the Hot Stove Show with Dan McLaughlin and myself. Mattress Direct uh, is a locally-based mattress company. If you want to save money, that is the place to go. They're online at stlmattress.com. And here's the other thing that is so good with Mattress Direct because it's going on now through the 18th, so you have a chance to win a trip for two, a trip for you and a guest here to PGA National for a spring training trip and it is available by going to Mattress Direct. The customer must visit a Mattress Direct store to earn entries to the giveaway. 
Each entry form represents one entry. That's six entries per page. Pillow sizings, one entry. Purchase pillow, two entries, plus one entry per additional pillow purchased. Purchase a pillow and mattress. That's five entries per mattress and pillow purchased. So, in addition to qualify for the prize, the customer must perform Twitter requirements. Follow Mattress Direct at STL Mattress. Tweet about your experience. Include Mattress Direct handle of at STL Mattress and include hashtag sleep rules. The winner will be drawn uh, coming up on February 20th and then on February 7th, flown down to Palm Beach International, stay at PGA National and go to the Cardinal game on the 9th at Roger Dean Stadium against the Astros. It's all courtesy of Mattress Direct, the presenting sponsor of the Hot Stove Show with Dan McLaughlin and myself here on Facebook Live, on Twitter, and on YouTube. So a bunch of questions coming in all over the place. Let's get to them, as we said that we would. Uh, and um, yes, what's going on? Oh, okay. It's all right. Uh, let's see. Now, um, is there a chance Harper holds out into the season? How crazy would that be? That comes from Michael Bibbs. And then um, see another post down here. Chris Sharon of the Yes Network is saying his source is close to the situation reporting that Harper and Machado may not be signing until mid-March. How about that? I mean, well, we're, talk- that, that, we're talking about a month from now, those guys. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that? Well, if you get paid, what the hell? Yeah, I guess. What does it matter? <laughs> I mean, it was interesting today. Mazalak was asked if last year with Holland was a cautionary tale for him. In other words, taking for granted that a guy can be ready for the regular season. Holland even if, said it was a cautionary, uh, cautionary for himself. tale for himself. And Mazalak would said it would be any, bad if we didn't learn from that. I think any pitcher would use that as a cautionary tale. Yeah. That spring training does matter, right? Yeah. So he said that he was um, paraphrasing, but he came back and he said that he was not in – Pitching shape may have not have been in shape at all uh, in terms of being ready for the season. Clearly, he wasn't finished up with Washington, was very good. Then when the deal came to him, uh, he signed right away and said he was going to be ready to go. By the end of the year, he was very good. And, uh, yeah, he was. And, you know, finished up uh, pitching well. And, you know, I think I, I would have to say that if you're a free agent out there and I would be – Curious if you would ask a free agent that signed this year and had deals on the table, what their process was, and I'm talking about a veteran, going into a situation this year where they were offered uh, by a team and they went to their agent and said, well, what do you think? And if the agent was honest and said, well, should we wait? And if the agent said, I don't know if we should. Yeah. Sign. Right. Just take it. I.e., the Miles Michaelis potential decision he may have here over the next Miles, five well, or six weeks. I, I, Miles would have offers. I mean, if he has a, you know, if he shows that he's healthy and is going to have a, another solid year, he's going to get offers. But I mean, guys that are not fringe guys, but, you know, guys that's, that, that had, let's say, a Matt Adams. Yeah. You know, Matt Adams, a, a kind of guy that, you know, he's a good citizen, uh, power bat off the, off the bench, but, you know, teams were, you know, you know he's going to get some offers, but those offers that came to him, and they came, the teams came to him, and all of a sudden they said, you know what, um, here it is, and he just said, you know what, I'll take it. Yeah. It's a job. I'm going for it. Yeah. You know, instead of in years past, saying three, four years ago, people said, um, team or player would say, I'm going to hold off. I, I think I can do a little bit better, or I'm going to wait. 
Now I think players said, I'm going to take it because it's a job and I'm not going to wait because then I may have to settle for a minor league deal. Yeah. You know, where now you say, I'm going to take it because I've got a guarantee, I've got a job, I'm going into spring training, I know what my role may be, and I'm going to break, you know, camp on the 26th knowing I'm going north with somebody and have a job and have a spot. I wonder if more players decided to do that, if they were honest and just said, instead of waiting for every last dollar, I'm going for it and signing that deal and knowing I'm going to have a job. Your questions, your comments are welcome at Triad Banks viewer chat line. That's on Facebook. That's on Twitter. That's on YouTube. We see them all and we welcome you to ask whatever questions or give whatever comments you may have. They're online at triadbanking.com. That's triadbanking.com. Jim Regna and his staff at Clayton Lindbergh in St. Louis. It's where Dan and I, we set up for our banking. It's where we recommend you do as well. It's a commercial bank right in the St. Louis area, run by St. Louisans, and we know firsthand of uh, the great work that they do. So if you are in the market for people who care first and foremost about the customers they're doing business with, then you want to make sure you set up at Triad Bank. Triadbanking.com at the corner of Clayton and Lindbergh in Frontenac. Triad Bank, the sponsor of our viewer chat line this is a a topic that's kind of popped up and i was a little surprised that it did um and i'm curious what your understanding of it is and what your thoughts are on it and it kind of goes back to greg holland's struggles last year carlos martinez uh was talking i guess it was yesterday two days ago it was a two days ago okay Okay. yeah the bullpenner starter and he was asked about it and oh, no, said, he talked yesterday, and I think Mike Maddox talked the day before. Okay, yeah, you're yeah. right. So I was right there with Martinez as he was talking about it, and he said, well, I, when I signed my contract, I signed to be a starter. And then Jen Langosh uh, asked him, so if they put you in the bullpen, what would you think? And he goes, well, I'll do whatever the team needs me to do. So when he got done, and I know that he's forthright with the fact that he's not 100% comfortable speaking English. He has an interpreter next to him. And so when he got done, I said to the interpreter, I said, I just want to be clear because it was kind of a yeah. kind of a conflicting message. Although both can be true, he wants to be a starter, but he'll do whatever the team asks him. So he said, yeah, I mean, that's essentially what it gets down to. He prefers to be a starter, but if they want him in the bullpen, he's willing to do that. With at this moment seeing what seems to be a potential surplus in starting pitching, Alice Reyes being a huge X factor, mm-hmm. and what might be a question mark at ninth, in the ninth inning, does it make any sense to go in that direction? And, and oh, most you importantly, do you, do you think the Cardinals are thinking that in any way? Yes. Wow. I, that's my gut. I mean, Mike Maddox made the comments. He said, boy, he looked pretty good coming out of the bullpen last year, didn't he? I mean, he was something like a different like that. guy. I, I think watching him and his struggles in the first inning last year uh, and then watching how he pitched out of the bullpen uh, at the end of last year <clears> – <throat> I don't see why you wouldn't think about it. You know, there's no clear-cut closer right now, and you know that he can fill that role. And with Miller and with Hicks having, you know, you could go that route in the the back end of games. And I would imagine that that would be kind of a mix-and-match thing right mm-hmm. now. Uh, I would imagine also that Hicks would be your closer. if if Just right now, if you said – Sure. It's a 4-2 to two game opening day. Hicks is your Hicks guy. Hicks is your guy, right. And if he falters, then it's Andrew Miller. But, man, I, I love the idea of, of Miller being flexible so that, especially in the NL Central, if Gregory Polanco, Anthony Rizzo, Christian Yelich, you name the lefty that's coming up, 
if if those guys are up in the seventh or the eighth and you've got a chance with the game on the line to go to them, Tim, and um, and go to Miller to get them out and go to, to Miller to get that guy out with the game on the line, I'd rather see them with the game on the line face Andrew Miller yeah. um, and then have Hicks in the eighth. And I'd love to see Carlos Martinez in the ninth. I didn't know you felt this way. This oh, yeah. Is interesting. Now, the counter to that, it's not necessarily coming well, let in me our finish. chat. Let me finish. Okay, but I, I just people say, boy, that's your best pitcher. You want your best pitcher in the ninth inning. Now, I also see, I can, now I'm going to argue with myself. I like that. Just playing both sides of the fence. Because <laughs> um, I also see where Carlos Martinez at times has the best stuff, in my opinion, in baseball. I mean, I've, I've seen wow. him where he, I, I think the guy. When right, I think he'll still throw a no-hitter if he's a starter at one point in his career. I could see him winning a Cy Young at some point in his career. I think he's that good. But he hasn't put it all together. Now, there might be one start where he goes out and you go, I've said it before where I, I've leaned over to Ricky or whoever I'm working with. I said, after the first inning, I said, he's going to throw a no-hitter today. It's that good. Yeah. His stuff is that good. And... um Obviously, he hasn't, but he's had he's had some you know four no hit innings, and then boom, something hits, and it's like, man, what what happened here? Or he's just unbelievable through six or seven hits a wall. Um, but with the surplus of pitching that they have, with starters going shorter than ever, and I think the average starter last year went something like five and two thirds or whatever it was. You have to have a good bullpen. So if you're going to have shorter games from your starters, what about having a, uh, a situation where uh, Hudson is in your bullpen, Hicks is in your bullpen, um, Miller, Martinez, John Gant is kind of a multiple inning guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw something else at you too. That, And I don't know if they're thinking about this. And I don't know if it's something that maybe has even been talked about. But if Alex Reyes is a guy that has shown everything that he can do, and this may be something crazy, but what if he's a guy that is breaks camp with you? Okay, so you got to be protective with him. And if he's in your bullpen, or maybe he is in your rotation, and, and you piggyback him with somebody, maybe I, I don't know. I mean, it's something that is could be thrown out there. Mm -hmm. You don't know, but we're going to start finding things out here real shortly um, into how they start. And it's going to start next on the 23rd. We start doing games on Fox Sports Midwest. I noticed there was a pause and a smile when I you just, said that. <laughs> on Fox Sports Midwest, that first game of 15, everybody, on spring training games. <laughs> but you're going to start seeing those, you know, how they line guys up. So yeah. you'll, you'll see, like, how they start stretching it out in the rotation and who starts working out of the bullpen. They've got 10 guys that could be in the rotation, okay? And – what my point is, is that then you'll find out how they, because you're going to run out of time and there's only so many innings that can go around. And the other part I think that's interesting too, is that this will be in my time of doing the games. And this is number 22 for me in years of doing the games. This will be the most important year of watching these pitchers have a competitive camp. There are some guys that just go out there and they're working on something. Like I was talking to Jason Shreve the other day and he said, I'm really going to be working on a slider. Now, he's going to make the team, but he's got a, you know, basically a, uh, if you want to call a fork bar or, or a splitter, and he throws a fastball, right? He's like, I, I really want to work on a slider. 
that's what spring training is for for a lot of guys. But for other guys that are trying to make this team, those innings are important. So when you have competitive camps for a lot of guys, and they are to try to make this team, um, you're talking about a situation here where it's important um, for a Martinez to have competitive innings as a starter if he wants to be a starter. If not, he's a closer. Uh, Reyes, what happens with him? Wainwright to look good. Uh, Hicks and Hudson, you know, Myers is out of options. Gant out of yeah. options. So you start thinking Trees about this. out of options too, right? Yeah, I mean, all these guys. Yeah. So, I mean, you start thinking about Dominic Leone has options. So he, they can be flexible with mm-hmm. him. You know, these are important games for these guys. So to get back to the original point of what we were talking about with Martinez, I think you can be flexible with him. I like him in the back end of games. Mm-hmm. Then it gives you another option in your rotation with guys. Yeah. Um, that's where I would go. I, I know that they paid him as a starter, so you don't have to worry about where the direction of, of his career is. As a, 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 and these guys are human beings. It's their career. They want to get paid. I get it. But, man, it opens up the door for another guy to make the team in the rotation yeah. and maybe strengthen another part of your team and also strengthen another part of your team in the rotation. Really anxious to see. This is something to keep an eye on here in, in spring is what's going on with Martinez. because and you don't agree like with me, so whatever. It's, I, I didn't know that you felt that way. I really I didn't know that you felt I'm, like, I'm, I'm bullish. <laughs> oh, wow. I like that. Look at you. You're a rich little for John Mazzell. I know, but I know a lot of people don't agree with me because his stuff is so nasty. But you have a hell of a lot of credibility, and people hear the but, voice of the Cardinals say, wow, Dan's on board with this. That's interesting, you I, know? I would just go that way because then I think it lines up the rest of your bullpen. It opens up another spot in your rotation. But I get the other side of it. The guy is so good that then he, he could be the number one on mm-hmm. your in your rotation. But I think it settles a lot of things back in your bullpen. You get a solidified closer, and it, it may settle your rotation down a little bit too. I feel like this is relevant to the discussion, and I'm curious what you think about this. Is there any way that Alex Reyes is a member of the rotation at the start of the season? Because if they feel like he can be and they're comfortable with it, right. then that might increase the probability of the scenario you're talking about with Martinez at the back end. I do think it's a, a possibility um, because I don't know what else he can do to prove himself by going down in the minor leagues, I, that's number one. I, I mean, he is he's a major league pitcher right now. That's that's clear. Everybody knows it. He knows it. The team knows it. Um, if he goes down to start in the minor leagues, that's cl- the only way that he does that is that is to make sure he's fully healthy and they don't push him. That's the only reason that he goes down there. Um, I think for him, if he does it, it's it's a frustrating thing for him mentally. Um, but the Cardinals are being very, very, very cautious with him. Um, if he starts in the major leagues, it would be as a – if they did that, I think they would have to be so cautious with him. And I, we're going to find out more as we go along here. Um, but they, he, number one, he's not going to pitch 200 innings. That will not happen. I don't know if he gets to 150 innings because they have to be so careful with him. And I think the way that they'd have to do it is to convince him and say, look, we think we're a, a good enough club to win this division and to get in the playoffs. And if we do that, we want you to get, if we get to, let's say for you, 150 innings, we need to bank those innings in the back end of the season because you're so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that, then we need to 
make sure and back you off early. So to do that, to manage that, that means you don't pitch early on. So if we do that, we got to you know start you in the the minor leagues, get you a few innings here and there, and then bring you up. I I would think that's how they're going to do it. I have not talked to them about that, so that's just me thinking off the top of my head. Um, I I you know I'm I'm interested in the piggyback thing. You know Tampa Bay did that. I wonder if the Cardinals they are very analytic in how they look and how they evaluate players. I wonder if they would be looking at that type of situation. I don't know. Maybe As that's... in the opener, so to speak, you're talking about the one inning. Yeah, I mean opener would, because then you can manage the the next four days right. with him. I I don't know. I mean it's outside yeah. the box thinking. You could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, if he goes to the bullpen, you know, then Tim, you you go into a situation of um, how much can he pitch during the week? Can he pitch on back to back days? Can he pitch three out of five? Can you do two out of three? Um, if you're a starter, then you really can manage the workload between, you know, every fifth sure. day. Um, and I think they look this this guy. I've said this a lot. I've said it in in you know speaking at at events and whatnot. In my evaluation of watching young talent come through, in my opinion, he's the equivalent of the Albert Pujols of pitching that I've seen it's a hell of a compliment yeah I mean and that drives home how impressed you are by him I mean you put that analogy out he's there. awesome yeah this yeah, guy Flaherty is awesome on TMA and Flaherty's like dude it's like a video game with what he does when he's right he's that good yeah I I and I go on the eye test I go on talking with others that I respect he's that good uh and I think that's why the Cardinals are being overly overly cautious with him and I'm not saying they wouldn't be cautious with other young pitchers um, and again, it's their careers and they, they handle, you know, kids cautiously as well, um, because they're not going to ruin a, a young man, but this guy is a, an elite talent and, uh, it's been unfortunate. We haven't had the chance to see him every fifth day or at least for a full season, but that's who I compare him to as the pitching equivalent of a hitter that we've seen. Yeah. He's that good. That drives at home. That's, yeah. uh, that's powerful stuff. Well, listen, uh, we're going to be doing this every uh, every week throughout uh, spring training, a couple of times here. It's all presented by Mattress Direct. We're in the Design Air Heating and Cooling Studios. Dan is now a client of Design Air Heating and Cooling, as am I. They're online at designairservice.com. They are the number one Can train dealer too? in the Midwest. Because I know you were really impressed when they came by. Seth oh, and his yeah. crew. Seth. Seth. Seth Goldcamp, they've been oh, the family I, since 1904. 1904. Well, Seth is watching. I'm I'm working on a couple of blues tickets for him. Oh. by the way, yeah, wow. for the Bruins game coming up. So, Seth, if you're watching, I'm I'm working at it uh, on it. We're going to change the name of the tickets for the. Are game you taking coming ticket up. requests in the chats at all? No, I'm definitely not <laughs> going to do that. that but I am clear. working on the. That's what I wanted to add. <laughs> right. I'm working good, on those tickets. Yeah. So, sponsor the show. You get tickets to the Blues and Bruins game. Uh, Designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the Midwest. It's hard to stop a train. The sponsor of our studios here on the Hot Stove Show. Dan and I, you know, with the schedule coming up here a week from Saturday, the Cardinals' first game, as Dan notes. Pause, smile on Fox Sports Midwest. Absolutely. On the 23rd, that's when it gets underway. I just assume they're playing the Marlins. That would be my assumption. Yes. <laughs> Every other Car- game is they're playing the Marlins, the Marlins. Or, uh, yes. or Mets, our I gotta, uh, I friend here, get, Chris's uh, team. I got I to gotta really study up on you the Marlins. Do. 
They, I'd had JT Romuto knocked in. Yeah, I, I was good on him, we, but we now play I don't know. Every day when we're yes. watching the Marlins camp from about 300 yards from yes. the Cardinals camp as to what they're doing, and on Monday they were tossing the old football around, so they're locked in <laughs> down there. It's going to be a big year. Yes. Uh, yeah, they were, today they were building some kind of structure, so I'm not sure what the plan is down there. But either way, uh, two times a week, it's all presented by Mattress Direct, locally owned, locally operated. They're online at stlmattress.com and they are doing the drawing in less than a week for the trip down to spring training to join me and Dan in Jupiter, Florida, staying at PGA National. Uh, check out our page on Facebook for all of the details or our at Hot Stove Show on Twitter, and you can participate in the fun and games and maybe spend three days down here in Jupiter, Florida. So that'll do it. We love talking baseball, especially some of the developments here over the last 24, 48 hours with the Cardinals. We'll continue to do it with you on the Hot Stove Show, presented by Mattress Direct from... Jupiter, Florida.